Welcome to Bleached, a podcast for the real-ass hairdresser. I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher. And we are Destroy Destroy the the Hairdresser. Hairdresser. We're here with Meg Harp, the most difficult guest we've had. She is completely and utterly awful. (laughs) And they are not ready for you yet. We're not ready for you. Okay, so... Where are you from? What do you do? Tell us all about who is Meg Harp. Who is Meg Harp? So I Tell shine shoes. <laughs> I shine shoes, and I also um, put siding on doors. No, I'm just kidding. You um, perfected that accent, like. I know. So when I was a little, my mom told me all the time when she wanted to show me off a little bit. She was like, "Hey, Meg, do your British accent." I'm like, but mom, I'm from Ohio. I don't have an accent. Now I'm staring at this microphone like I'm going to make love to it. <laughs> so I'm like a little bit confused right now. So who is Meg Harp? I don't even know. What do you do? Okay. I'm a licensed co- I am a licensed <laughs> cosmetologist. Trained Vader. Mm-hmm. That's how we found you. Yes. Um, about halfway through. Fell in love with the barbering community. I think that the culture is absolutely captivating. What's different about it than the hair? The cosmetology, the cosmetology world and the barbering world. Yeah. What's different? Yeah. There's an edge about the barbering world. There's a sense of competition in any way you look at our industry. When you go to hairdressing, it is extremely egotistical, which I love. Who's better than who? I love it. The competition is killer. But it's a very broad spectrum. I wish they could see my hand because I'm very very Italian. Mm -hmm. So So this accent is like boom, poosh, poosh. (laughs) My hands are going everywhere. So I'm trying to get my steps in, people, as I stare (laughs) at this microphone. (laughs) I love the fact that you are a woman Kicking your way through the barbering community. There's a difference between a badass woman. Rewind. So, a licensed cosmetologist practicing as a barber. I'm a female. When I was in cosmetology school, I felt very comfortable. There was a pack behind me. We were all going towards the same license, towards the same thing. And then I got it. And then afterwards, I was asked to be an educator. I so got you broke that. out from the pack. The wolf pack. When I was educating um, at the Institute, that's kind of where I decided. I didn't really decide. That's kind of where I found my passion and my drive. And it was with, excuse me, I just burped. I really edited it out. Don't edit that out. I burped. It's natural. Amplify it. (laughs) While I was educating, while I was educating, I was told to do classes, here's your highlighting class, here's your advanced color class, here's your advanced cutting class, here's your one through five cutting class, and all of a sudden here's your men's core class. And when I did that, I I kind of learned myself by teaching other people. Yeah. And I found myself like oh, saying things, I found myself saying things that I didn't really knew know that I knew. And then I was saying them, and I was like, fuck, that makes sense. 
And then, Those are my favorite moments. And then like I would take – it's almost like you think you're bullshitting, but then you're like, no, this is real. Yeah. Like, and you're just, exactly. like, shocking so you're, yourself. You're explaining what you do in your everyday motion and what you're doing with this hand and what you're doing with your That's cutting hand and your cutting hand. And then all of a sudden I would say this and I would get home and I'd be like, oh, my God, I just taught this thing that I didn't even know I knew. And then – that's, that's where I started learning. Education. That's where I truly started learning. And that's where I was like, wow, this is my niche. Like, so while I was educating at the Institute, I kind of dove in a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then I left the Institute and that's kind of when you step back and you say, okay, you leave this huge backbone that you have. And your, your passion is all of these things that you were saying to these people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize it until... It was, hey, Meg, what do you want to do with your career? And that's when I kind of Had realized that subconsciously I fell in love with barbering and I fell in love with men's hairdressing. I fell in love with men's trend. I fell in love with men's grooming. Kind of like as I was putting my resignation in, it was just like, okay, well, what do we do now? And yeah. then it just kind of made sense. And I felt this like sense of relief of I can do what I want to do now. And what do you do now? Where are you now? Um, Fast forward. (laughs) Fast forward. All of a sudden, I'm British, and I'm ginger, and I'm wearing kind of sweatpants, and everything's great. They just came back. Kate and Meg just came back from the HVA Awards, and uh, it is late in the evening. And uh, And we were not going to miss the opportunity to record this podcast for you guys because the snowstorm's coming in, and they got to go. And they drank a half a liter of tequila. <laughs> Back to you, Meg. What am I answering? <laughs> what are you doing now? Where do you work? Where are you? Okay. How do people what find do I do you? Now? So, if people want to stalk you, how do they do that? They already are, apparently. You type in, <laughs> apparently. Like, you type in pound signed. No. Hashtag. <laughs> harp. H-A-R-P-E. Hair. Mm-hmm. H-A-I-R. Harp hair. Uh, harp hair. So, I am... Out of Columbus, Ohio, and I'm completely on my own in the deserts and ocean. Columbus, everything Ohio. I feel there's a lot of gems in there. Gem is Meg spelled backwards, so good job. So, if anybody's ever in Columbus, Ohio, looking for a gem, Meg, Meg gem, Meg gem, a gem. I have a tiny little studio that I call my own. And people walk in. Do you only do men's cuts? See, this is this weird thing. Even when it comes to booking, I don't want to say I only do men's cuts because I have my token, token lesbians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we even so talked about we can't gender we can't haircuts. Gender you, you so I'm saying that I have my barbering. token super cute little straight girls that just want this really cute taper and this long, heavy bang and some like some shattering going on. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Does somebody want to come into my shop right now and say, I need a mini facial and you to rub my feet and my hands and give me a, a sand scrub? Go away. <laughs> when you come into my <laughs> shop. and demanding that. Right? Right? But they expect like the, like, there's an experience. So when you come into me, there's going to be whiskey in front of you. There's going to be a beer in front of you. We're going to talk about real shit. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to really good music. I'm going to give you 30 minutes of my life, and in that 30 minutes, you're going to walk out a completely different person. Yeah. 
like like I hear that you broke from the mold and went out on your own and made it successful. And there's a lot of people that that want to do that and they're terrified. Like, Why? what was Why that push? What was the push that finally you just went fuck it and you jumped? I don't necessarily think it was a fuck it, which is surprising for me because a lot of things in my life have been fuck it. I'm going to do this. I never thought I would do hair. Mm -hmm. I was actually serving in the military before I decided to do hair. So talk about a 180. It was, it's, it's, it's very emotional for me. And I've spent cry on the podcast. Don't need to cry. I need tequila. (laughs) So I didn't. Are you done? Can we talk? (laughs) This is the Meg show. Go ahead. (laughs) So listen. People don't even see that we're similar. I don't know. (laughs) I wish people could video this because I'm talking with my hands a lot. I don't necessarily believe that there was a fuck it moment, which I wish I could express that. But I went through now six years of beta training and it's the most amazing platform I could have come from. I We all love, did, which is really we, cool. Yes, which is very cool. I love I love the mission. I love the way their education is laid out. I love what they teach you, how they teach you, and this like route that they give you that they want and expect you to blossom. But I had a moment on a plane from Florida to Columbus after certification. And I kind of said, you know, what does Meg want to do? What does her pair want to do? And it was a lot more urban. And the word fuck was said a lot more. And I wanted to. Very honest. I I, kind of, I wanted to, I wanted to walk into a room, whether it was full of my clients or one client in a chair and me and him or her or said person or walk into a room full of students and say, let's create. I don't want to teach you how to cut said person's head of hair. I want to teach you how to create on said person, on said human, how they want to live. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between learning how to do a haircut on a mannequin head. And there's a difference on how to deliver a lifestyle to a human that comes into your shop comes and sits in your chair and says, this is how I live, this is what I do, and this is what I want to see. And those could be three different things. And it's about creativity. It's not about technique. Yeah. When it comes to that, it's creativity on how you make what they do, what they see, and how they feel all combined into one. When you bring it back to the artist, that's what makes our clients happier. Right. I have a question about barbering. I have an answer about barbering. Barbering, because... I feel like barbering, when I think of barbering, I think of like a shop that men go to. Mm-hmm. And I know that you said that you have your male clients. Do you feel like that is what barbering is though? Or do you or think it's it breaking? Not in the slightest. But was it before? 100%. Okay. So, so the industry is changing. In yeah. Is that because the client is changing or the hairdresser is changing or we're all changing? I think that it's about 75, 25 that the client is changing. When you go... Back in my grandfather's day, he would go to the barbershop at 6.30 in the morning, read his paper, drink it. up that early. early. No, you're fucking telling Kate, me. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, but I'm telling you, this is where barbering started. It's this Italian man, his widow is a Chuck Paolo Celli. That's yeah. my grandfather. You got to get a haircut before you start your day. He gets, his, he gets his haircut. He reads his paper, drinks his coffee. He has his, his, his time with his 
you know, quote unquote dudes, yeah. as I put air quotes out the microphone, mm-hmm. he he speaks with the guys yeah. and they do what they want. And, it's like part of their and now, culture, their week. Yeah. So now you think about the old school barber and the scumbag barbers and you think about everything mm-hmm. worldwide. And I walk into a barbershop now as a, an extremely butch female. I can walk into a barbershop and say, I want the haircut that the man just walked out with. Yeah. And that's completely acceptable. And mm-hmm. if it's not, that barbershop makes it acceptable for that moment. Yeah. Because the clients forced, I'm going to say them because I don't feel like that's how I practice. And then I'm going to turn it to us. The client has changed them to be able to allow me to have a barbershop that I'm opening in the next couple of months to cater them. Tell me about that. So I'm opening a barbershop. I have two amazing, amazing business partners uh, behind the scenes that BTS. Hashtag <laughs> BTS. I wish you could see my number sign that I just made with my hands. We'll do some video of your We're gonna have to. So we'll just put up with the body. <laughs> burning calories, people, I'm burning calories. <laughs> so you're opening a barbershop. I'm opening a barbershop. But I'm not just opening any old barbershop. It's not any old barbershop. <laughs> you're going to walk in. You're going to tell me what kind of whiskey you want. Male, female. You're going to tell me what kind of haircut you want. Male, female. You're going to tell me what kind of facial you want. Male, female. You're going to tell me I want a haircut and a facial and I want a shave, but I'm not going to tell you what my sex is. And I'm going to say, fuck yes. I have the service menu for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but what market? What market am I not making? I'm in. It what market am I not like in? So fine, you walk into my shop. I'm gonna say, listen, uh, Chris, can I offer you a haircut, a shave? I'm not telling you what I'm shaving. <laughs> can I offer you a haircut, a shave, and a facial? And I would like to add on a little bit of aromatherapy. You're stressed out. Do you need to be calmed? Do you need to be? Awoken? Do you need to be motivated? Do you need something in your life to energize you? I'm going to do that for you. <laughs> All How under. Do you do that? Well, it's a package, honey. But, I know, but like, what makes it? I, but it's not. Thing, so you know what? what? It's not an add-on. <laughs> oh, it's an add-on, but they don't know it <laughs> because it's a client, not a guest. Good job. <clears throat> Thank you. You agree Good with job. that? I just 100%. want our listeners to know that the accent is not because of the tequila that Meg is having tonight. She talks like. In and out of this all day long. It's a, I'm a little bit schizo. Do you have a split personality? She has to. Um, <laughs> well, I don't like to tell people that. But sometimes I just can't stop. It's like I really want to, but sometimes I can't. I think that this. I think the split personality is really cool. Yeah. What? So you're calling me psycho? Yeah, yeah but we love Being it. Psycho is cool. But what? Bring it. Tell us more about this accent that lives inside of you and why it comes out. Oh, does she have a name? Oh, I or is it a he? Uh-huh. What's the arrangement that Meg and Ian have together? Well, we just met <laughs> just now, <laughs> but I have a really good, um, really good at um, what do you Americans call it when you um, you date someone? What's it called? Tinder. No, no what? <laughs> I'm not swiping. I'm when not swiping. I'm calling it like like um going steady. You, I'm going steady. So we do, before we go steady. Before uh, Ian and I went steady, it was called like um like I was like carting it, like just 
deciding if I want to do him. Courting. Mm -hmm. Courting. No, no, it's interesting because we just did a whole thing about gender fluidity and I think this is fascinating about like I'm not in the whole gender fluidity thing, I'm sorry. We had we had a talk yeah, Sid and I had a great talk at brunch day and yes, I'm on board with the gender fluidity and the gender fuck like there are no rules. I get it. I understand I'm on board. Power to the people. Let's like knock it up. Like let's let's take it up. Let's a go notch. for that. Let's take you, it up. A your notch. your what does discussion that mean? was you want to focus more on we're we're human and and that view. Like why are we genderifying anything at all? Within one day there are times there are ten times that I am called ma'am and there are ten times that I am called sir. Neither one am I identified to neither one am I hurt by neither one do I feel more connected to so yes gender fuck is a thing you want to put an extremely androgynous woman in front of a camera and say it's gender fuck good for you that's very easy to do mm -hmm. you want to put a man in front of a camera and have long hair like Caleb and put him in a pair of heels and say that's gender fuck good for you I'm sorry I think you're simple-minded if you want to put a human in front of a camera and truly make somebody stare at it for more than 15 seconds and make them look and make them feel and make them try, try, keyword try, to understand what they are looking at, that is and the you, definition of understanding humanity because there is no definition. There is no rhyme, no reason. There is no superlative that we can be like this is a woman being a man and this is a man being a woman no this is a fucking human being a human and that is what i want to express through my brand and through what i do because what's going to make this human happy exactly yeah you, that's what i'm saying like a, a female can come in and say i want this haircut this facial and this shave I could be shaving your neck and your hairline. Mm -hmm. I've or gone into barbershop. Exactly. Yeah. I've gone into a barbershop and I've had them put shaving, shaving cream all over my face and asked for a shave with no blade in it. Just so I can experience it. So that I know what happens to uh, my clients. And there's a photograph on my Instagram of me sitting in a barbershop, shaving cream all over my face and a man shaving my face. Was there a blade in the razor? No. But I wanted, I looked at him and I said, I want you to treat me just as if I had an entire full beard and you were treating me as if I you wanted the whole wanted experience. Razor shade. And he looked at me and kind of looked at me sideways and all that. And I go, dude, just do this. And I promise you'll kind of feel cool when you're done. <laughs> and when he was done, he hugged me and he said, I can't, I, I would have never met. It was where I grew up, Westerville, Ohio, very small town. And he when we got done, he said, shit, I, I, you're doing something cool. Yeah. Good for you. I love that, though, because you switched it to, you're giving this experience, and now I've walked in as a woman, and you're changing my experience. So, and that's, yeah, that's really gnarly. I love so that. So there shouldn't be, when somebody walks in the door, and you automatically gender identify them. I could walk in and be like, put my hair in roller sets, and, I mean, I'm going to look stupid. What else? I want to know what or I'm else walk grinds in. Meg's gears. What grinds you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ask me questions and I shall tell you. <laughs> Grinding gears with that car. <laughs> so what was it like growing up in Ohio? I honestly, I wish I had one of those like tear jerking, like 
really dramatic stories, but I don't. I don't either. My, neither. My friends, I, so I was a soccer I'm player. blessed, by the way. Right. Blessed. Hashtag Hashtag blessed. blessed. Hashtag blessed. You too, Kate, you're blessed. <laughs> I uh, grew up playing soccer. I made many, many awards, I many estates. What number were you? I was number eight. <gasps> Holy shit! I oh was number God, eight. Soul sisters. <laughs> I will show you my jersey. Room. That's not. I have my jersey. I'm gonna ship it to you. Okay, we'll swap. Okay, sister <gasps> swap. Oh my God. Getting real lesbian. <laughs> Do you want to go to the museum? Let's talk about more Do you things go to the we museum? have in Do you want to go to the museum in our soccer outfits? <laughs> we're both Aries. We're both hairstylists. We're both changing the industry. Sorry, we're getting... Okay. Caleb, you can play soccer too. Oh, no. So soccer is a unisex sport, but if you're a boy... Do you no, no, play I'm going to sit on the sidelines and drink and watch you guys play. And shout, woohoo! Woo! Those are my girls! Woo! Woo! I can see him doing it. You guys look over, I'm like, Show me your titties! <laughs> okay, so, we ask our guests all the time. Like, something funny has happened oh to you in your God. career. You I know, know it has. What? Okay. Do you, you have guys, an embarrassing seriously, story? I didn't want to fucking talk about this. Yes. But you're going to. No, I don't. I'm not going to like, I don't have a Ian, you in yeah, there? There's, tell us a story. Oh my God, I'm here. All you have to do is say, are you here? So listen, I'm just going to tell you a like, stupid story about myself. We've been begging her to tell us a, an embarrassing I'm gonna story. I'm going to tell you a stupid story about myself because I have a lot of stupid clients. <laughs> but I love them. I love them. And my favorite thing about stupid clients is being able to stand behind them. And you know, when you stand behind a client, it's like you're on stage. Mm-hmm. It's like you, them, mm-hmm. and the mayor. And I am... Um, the, the famous star. broadcast. I am on Broadway when I'm behind my chair. So <laughs> they say something and I'm like, no, you're wrong. Let me tell you why. And I'm going to make you feel better about why you're wrong. And I'm going to tell you you're right in the end. <laughs> it's all mind it's a mind fun. Basically, I'm Harry Potter. So. No, just a girl. <laughs> yeah, this is what am I a girl? You've not seen me in my boxes. <laughs> Actually, I did. No, not all the way. We, you, I could have talked. <laughs> I'm a drag queen king. <laughs> la, 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 la. Ian says to go channel his greatness. What? Ian says go girl channel my greatness. Did you put that? Yes. <laughs> I love it. On what? Okay, tell us the story. Don't distract her. Okay, so I went to hair school. <laughs> As did all of us. <laughs> No, but I really went to hair. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. We all went to hair school. Kids show up, and they're, like, trying to, before the kid shows up, they're, like, making me do, like, math and shit. I'm like, I don't math. I don't math. I don't geometry, and I definitely don't occipital bone. Like, <laughs> stop talking to me about what the skull is made out of. I'm just trying to cut the hair. <laughs> but, see, I didn't know that I wanted to do hair before I went to hair school. So, kids open up. There's these shears and like, let's cut construction paper and oh. pointer finger and ring finger. <laughs> you know, there's like all these hot, hot straight <laughs> chicks in my class, and I'm like the token lesbian, and I'm like, hey, who wants to go outside and smoke cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. The I ended smoking up, club outside. Yeah, it's okay. I had like three of them under my belt, like week one. <laughs> so, I, uh, Kit comes out and it's like all of a sudden everybody's got these tricks of the trade. Like, well, I've been doing hair since I was in my garage and 
Newport, Ohio. <laughs> I did prom hair and makeup, and I know how to stick eyelashes on eyebrows. And, like, whatever. <laughs> These people think they're cool shit. So I, like, pull out my round brush, and it's like, you know, you've, like, you've got your, your, your small, medium, and also you got your, like, five-incher. Now I'm holding it like a bat. And I look at my educator, and I was like, what do I do with this? <laughs> I go, my hair's not long enough. What do I do? <laughs> I would have killed her as a student. So I was holding my, holding was my so brown brush bat up, and I was just hitting through the air, ready to go. And then all of a sudden, he said, take out your Marcel. And I was like, well, I don't have a prune set in here. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, guys, if you didn't know, that is a curling iron. <laughs> so I pull it out and said, "Take out your, take out your mannequin head, and we're gonna do a section, you know, zone one and two below the occipital, and this is gonna be the beginning story of your Marcel journey." I burnt about twelve of my ten fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I burnt an entire like section of her hair off, like it burnt onto the iron, Oat. fell to the ground, Oat to the iron. <laughs> Fell to the ground, and I looked at him, and I said, so I'm not going to do hair. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask for my money back because this just wasn't um, made for me, and these irons are too hot. You guys really need to talk to the manufacturers about toning down a bit. And so I'm going to go outside, and I'm going to go grab a bagel, and I'm going to smoke fag. <laughs> and then my educator, um, God bless Will Molden. Saved my life. And, you know, I still can't fucking Marcel, but I have to use two hands. I can, but I have to use two hands. And technically, it's one hand. You found your, your way to do it. Yeah, but I'm never going to do it again. So um, if I'm going to embarrass someone, it's definitely going to be. I would, I would never embarrass um, a coworker or a client. It's going to be me. So don't ask me to Marcel your hair. And if you want to play I mean, baseball. You won't have any hair left. And if you, yeah, you won't have hair left. And if you want to play baseball, I have lots of round brushes that so we can do that with. Caleb and I used round brushes uh, two nights ago as microphones oh. to sing about 40 90s jams. Okay. Well, did you hit a baseball with it? No. <clears throat> well, it doesn't go far. <laughs> Like a so, real baseball? Well, maybe like a wiffle ball. <laughs> so, last two questions. What do you love about the industry? What do you hate about the industry? What do I love about the industry? This is where I think I'm going to have my little uh, rant come to Jesus that uh, I had today. Do it. Okay. Our industry, you walk into a room, it's full of well-dressed, well-groomed, extremely blown up egotistical Box. people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we can call ourselves fucks. <laughs> because I walk Everybody through the street, I walk down the street and I'm my car up. And I'm gonna act like it. And the next person is I am Susie Q and I fucking do hair. Nobody knows how good it is. Nobody knows how bad it is. But we portray it as if we rule the fucking world. Like we are the Beyonce of the minute. <laughs> and watching every single winner to mate go up on stage at the HBAs, every single one of them had the most minimalistic speech. They were all scared. They were all nervous. Mm -hmm. They all showed that to us. They all admitted, I am nervous. I am scared. 
I am appreciative of you, mm -hmm. which is not something we do day to day. We don't post our work and say, thank you for the motivation, blah, 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 blah. I got this from we you. Should. And this is what it. We should. That's what I'm getting at. We should. Because you watch these amazing names in our industry that I don't care how talented, successful, well-known that you are. We look at these people. We look at our co-contenders and we want to match it. We want to meet it. So something that I realized tonight, seeing hair fuckers win the award show, seeing a salon from Colorado win an award and well-earned and they run up and they're nervous and they're excited and mm -hmm. they just want to spread their love to anybody. Why don't we do that day to day? Because we're all egotistical fucks that want to be better than the next and we're all going to continue to do that until, until somehow we break down this brigade in our industry. And my answer for what do I love and what do I hate in this industry is one, one fluid sentence. Yeah. No, when are we going to break down the brigade of trying to beat each other instead of build each other up? We build a because lot of, somehow like, pull the next person up. She's on a roll. Because somehow so. the biggest people in our industry are still scared to stand in front of a room of all of their peers and accept an award. Why? Why are you scared? Why are you scared? Why are you scared to accept an award? You're not scared. Why are you nervous to stand in front of a group of people that do the same exact thing at you? Is because you're being judged. You're being judged at the way you accept the award. You're being judged at how you got it. You're being judged at what you did to get there. You better be scared. Good for you because that's the motivation. That's the motivation that makes those people kick ass. That's the motivation that I'm going to go home after this and I'm going to make two videos and I'm going to fucking kill it. I hope that I'm scared one day on that stage. And that right there is what I love and what I hate about our industry. The vein, it is, everybody is so vain. Everybody is my brand, my brand, my brand. And then what I love is all of a sudden your brand wins. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I thank you all so much. That is a community. That is what makes the hair industry an industry. Because we can all be sitting here having a big dick competition and then all of a sudden your dick wins and it shrivels up to a micro penis <laughs> and you want to love everybody and then I'm like where's this going <laughs> I found it right yeah I came back Bring around to the cul-de-sac and I got it <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> do you get what I'm saying though yeah absolutely I really I love it no, that's powerful and that's the thing this, this is not something that like this podcast is going to change or like the next 20 podcasts like we're hairstylists we're hair designers that's what we do we're like look at my shit what I did is cool and I love all of us for that that's what sets us apart from selling computer supplies and being like typewriter people like what we, i don't know i couldn't think of something i was looking at my glass of tequila i didn't know what to say i didn't want to be like we're not ice cubes but like do you know what i mean there's a difference in our industry and it's all creative it is all creative and it's how far can you stretch your creativity to make your creativity stand out from the next person's creativity because we're in an industry where that's our competition all of the time
sometimes I get exhausted by all the competition. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It is exhausting. When Oh, when you say that, Caleb, what I'm starting to look at is you see, I see an image that I love. I see the way that it's posted, the way that it's tagged, the way that it is just presented to our community. And it's a simple screenshot, which is what our world has become. And I say, how do I recreate that in a livable way? Because most of my motivation is overseas. Mm -hmm. And I screenshot it and I look at it and I like kind of micromanage what's going on in the photo. And I say, how do I recreate that in the Midwest? Because it takes a lot sometimes for me to have my mid-20s to early-40s client sit in my chair and I want to say, hey, I want to do something different. It's going to be a little bit outside of your box. You can't just say that to them. They're like, oh, I can't just, like, mess up the front and have this, like, ski slope thing that's been going on since, like, 99. <laughs> like, no, dude, let's switch it up. It, it's the right verbiage. It's how you present it to the client. It's how you cut the hair in front of the client. It's how you style. It's how low maintenance you make it for the client, mm -hmm. for it to become an actual trend in your city, in your community. And that, to me, is what I love most about the big-headed, egotistical, I am the shit, my shit doesn't stink, stylists in this community, they're doing it right. It's my job to take it to my client and say, this is what I see, this is what I see every day, this is what I learn, this is what I take in, and I'm going to exhale this to you in a way that you can live in every single day. And when I can make that connection with a client, my, com my day is absolutely complete. You just want to have love affairs with your clients. Except they're boys, and I like girls. <laughs> love affairs with their hair. Emotionally. I like to touch their hair a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that makes How did you hear about Destroy the Hairdresser? I think what Destroy the Hairdresser does is so unbelievably hydrating and refreshing to what is going on in this community. You're just describing tequila. I also really <laughs> like that hydrating. I was <laughs> Except this water is hydrating and that tequila makes me <laughs> every time, but I, I still want to drink it. stolen my water, but you can have it. <laughs> a guest in my home. A guest in my home, oh, not a client. Not a client. Chair. A guest in my home, not a client in my chair. All of you are clients. That article spoke to you. Ah, speak. Preach. Hands in the air. Okay. Beautiful. What's that emoji? That was me. Well, I need more about so the hairdressers. Oh, sorry. You want me to feed your ego yeah. a bit more? No, I need you to feed our audience. Oh, audience. <laughs> so, audience, when you are listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, when you are reading a caption in the content on social media that is so well polished by Mr. Caleb himself, it's very refreshing what you guys do. Everything that you put out is very clean, it's polished, it's to the point. And what I love the most is there's not too much content. I get what I need when I see your posts. Like, I get where you're going. I get what you're saying. And I don't have to sit there and stop my day. If I'm in between clients, if I'm cleaning up and I have my phone in one hand and I'm cleaning my clippers in the other hand, I can see what's going on. And I can read it and I can feel it. And then when I'm done with my day, I can dive in and see what are they talking about? What are they saying? What are they spreading? And the fact that it came from such a small base and you're reaching such a wide net, hats off to you. Kudos. I absolutely love it. Small I'm, base, wide net. I feel like that's a rap song. 
It's like long hill, red bottom. Yeah. Got that small, small base. Why <laughs> neck? Got that small base. Why neck? And a ginger on the side. If you guys would like to find more ridiculousness at mtv.com, you can. I'm kidding. Um, my name is Meg Harp. If you would like to find me, you can find me at Meg Harp, H-A-R-P-E. On Instagram, my hashtag is HarpHair, H-A-R-P-E. Um, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and I would absolutely love for you to slide in the DMs. <laughs> Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, let's talk. Let's chat. I'm, I'm hanging out with two really, really rad people, so that means I'm kind of rad, too. Mm-hmm. You're rad. For sure. Faux show. Faux show. Thank you guys for having me so Thank much. Thank you. Be safe out there. It's a rough world right now. Scary. The scary, scary Trump world. <laughs> Bye. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.